Welcome to another episode of the On The Clock NFL Draft Podcast. I'm your host, Damian Parson, with my co-host, Eugene Holt. What's going on, brother? What's happening, man? I'm chilling. Hey, same here, man. Same here, man. It's been a, it's been a, it's been a, uh, a somber, just, you know, tough couple days ever since Sunday. And, and before we talk about the Senior Bowl, um, mm. and I know a lot of people will be like, you know, why are y'all talking about Senior Bowl? The Senior Bowl was last weekend. Like, listen, the Kobe Bryant thing, like, had me just kind of, my mind was gone, man. Um, yeah, it derailed everything. Yeah, I mean, for me, you know, for, for those who don't know, me having my, um, you know, my newborn son, uh, two, he's two weeks old today, uh, makes it two weeks that he's been, since he's been born, you know, the Kobe Bryant and Gigi thing, and, and of course, with the other passengers on that, on that, um, the helicopter, with them falling to their demise, and just a tragedy, it, it, it hit me hard, man, as a father, you know, as a new father, this is my mm-hmm. first son, my first child, period, so... Um, you know, for me, I walked over his bassinet and I looked at him and just stared, you know, and just talked to him while he was sleeping. I was letting him know, like, hey, baby boy, daddy's going to be here forever. I promise you. Daddy's going to be here. Mm-hmm. Daddy's got you. And I ain't, I'm not going anywhere. And, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So it, put, it, hit, it hit home, man, a fear of not being able to protect my son and, or, or my wife or, you know, our future children, whatever the case may be. Or me leaving this earth and leaving her to have to raise him. That whole thing, man, just, it messed me up, bro. It messed me up. Yeah, yeah, because it's like, it's like, it's like Kobe, Kobe and him, they had plans mm-hmm. for, the, for the end of that day. And it's something that makes you hold, hold your loved ones a little bit closer because, like, you, it may, it's a, it's a, it's a, a terrible reminder that not every moment is promised nice. and you got to live every minute of every second of every year of your life to the fullest because you never know when it could end and it is just a terrible terrible tragedy that it had to happen like that and he he you know all he was trying to do was like he did the helicopter thing like all he was trying to do was cut on some cut down some time so he had more time to take his kids to and from school like they, they, uh, he, he had, uh, they had, they, he's doing an interview and he was telling them why he takes a helicopter all the time. I saw that. All he wanted, yeah, yeah, all he wanted to do is save time so he can take, so he can be a better father. Mm-hmm. So it's just, it's just a terrible tragedy. It is, it really is. So, you know, before we even get, get going with the, with the Senior Bowl and the Super Bowl and, you know, the NFL, some NFL draft prospects and everything. We just want to give a, a, a shout out to to the fallen souls on Sunday, man, to to the family that the families that were lost in the helicopter, and of course to Gigi and to Kobe. We love you guys. Rest in heaven. Rest in love. Rest in peace. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we hope and we pray for the Bryant family, um, for Vanessa yes. and the rest of those the rest of those those girls that they can stay strong and, and keep pushing. Uh, like I said, it was a yeah. tough. It was a tough week, you know, trying to get through all, of, you know, get through all the emotions and everything. Um, but the show must go on, and you know, Kobe is definitely looking down, you know. And, and, yeah. And he loves the the love that we're giving him and his family. So shout out to them, um, and rest in peace and rest in power to all the the, the fallen souls. Um, but let's, let's let's you know shift gears here and let's jump into the show. We're gonna talk about the Senior Bowl. We said Senior Bowl was last weekend. Um, but there were some, you know, looking at the senior bowl practice, there was a lot of things and a lot of, a lot of talk about a lot of play, players, man. We're going to talk about two guys that made some money and then two guys that, mm-hmm. you know, they, they walking out the store, you know, you ever walked out the store, you, you paid something with cash and then you drop, you, you realize you dropped that big bill, you dropped that hundred, mm-hmm. that 200, you get home like, oh, no, I didn't. Tell me I didn't lose it. Tell me I didn't drop those big bills. There were some guys that dropped those big bills. Ooh, yeah. All week during during the uh, Senior Bowl practice, especially in the game. So I'm gonna let you kick it off with your first winner. We're gonna start with the good news, ladies and gentlemen. The guys who made them some money. Give me your first guy. All right, uh, first guy I say who made himself some money. Right, well, gotta be uh, the running back Joshua Kelly from uh, UCLA. He, you see, you you saw in the game. He um he showed you all three phases of the game. He showed the running ability. He showed the receiving ability. He showed he showed power at the end of the game. They ran the clock out. Nobody wanted to tackle him. And he was, you know, he he showed he could be a three down back. 
And before that, nobody was looking at him like that. But now he's he probably he probably he probably jumped up around just for that just for that uh, performance right there during throughout the week. I, I like that. You know, he 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 played he played well. I think he had over a hundred yards rushing in that game. Um, yeah. You know, he, he he was strong, like you said, strong, quick, getting to the, you know he he hit the hole with authority. And by the like you said, by the mm-hmm. fourth quarter, by the time you know it was it was all said and done. They didn't want to hit the fellas. They didn't want to hit him. He was and, like, "All right, you got it, dog." Like I said, you look at you know a couple of years ago, it was Kareem Hunt. You know that was one of the more famous guys who came from the Senior Bowl at the running back position, drafting the fourth round. And if yeah. he kept his head on straight, he would have been he he talent wise, he's an elite top five running back in this league to me. He can do everything: pass block, uh, run routes, and catch the football out of the backfield. And he's a dominant runner. He's a oh, yeah. he's a three down back bar none, but because of his off the field issues, he is where he is. So yeah, you know, I, I like I like the fact that the UCLA kid man, he definitely came out there and played well. Um, yeah. No, go ahead. Yeah, what would that KC offense be with him right now? Oh my god, bro! They would first of all, and I said this before, I'm gonna say it again. They would not mm-hmm. have lost. To, they would not have lost to my Patriots in the Super, in, the, in the AFC Championship game last year. They would have yeah. beat us. Uh, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> he, he, Kareem Hunt was known for putting up big games and big numbers against the Patriots. There was they yeah. had no answer for the kid. <laughs> He's just too good, man. So that you know that offense, and we're gonna talk about the KC offense and maybe a prospect that could help them. Um, you know, going into this draft, the perfect prospect in my opinion. Um, that we're mm. going to talk about that, you know, just a little foreshadowing. But um, uh, for me, I, I want to go to the defensive side of the ball, and I want to go to the defensive end pass rusher from Utah, Bradley Anane. He came out there, mm-hmm. man. So he, he he had pressures majority of the snaps that he was in the game. He finished with three sacks. He, you know, ended up forcing a bad throw in the interception, and he was out there laying lumber. He had he played with a reckless oh, abandon. You could see the heavy, violent hands that he has and the pass rushing prowess. I think you know, round maybe he could jump up into round three for me. But I'm saying round three, round four, you can get yourself in a league where it's a passing league. You need those guys mm-hmm. that don't have any problems getting after the passer. Bradley Anane is a guy that I would love to have on my team. Look, let me tell you something. Looking at the Patriots team, yes, the Patriots got a lot of sacks, and yes, they were one of the best teams in pressures, but a lot of those pressures came off blitzing and stunts. They didn't have yep. a guy that could go one-on-one. Dre Flowers from a year ago is in Detroit. They didn't have him no more. So they didn't have nope. a guy that can go one-on-one. They need that. You understand what I'm saying? There are so many teams that need that guy that can go one-on-one. The Baltimore Ravens need that guy that can go one-on-one and win. Matt, uh, Matthew Judon and Matt Judon is not that guy that can consistently win one-on-one. Most of his sacks came from pressures. So Bradley Anane, for me, especially wanting to see how he tests in a couple weeks, you know, you know, pretty much in a month, a month from now at uh, the Combine in, um, in Indy, he could definitely make him some more money, man. We could possibly see him rise a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, my uh, my other guy uh, who actually who helped himself out a lot is uh, the center out of Temple, hometown boy, center out of Temple, Matt Hennessy. He got a perfect name already. His name <laughs> Matt Hennessy. You could tell you could, and when, as soon as he, I know they they probably call him Henny already, but yeah, Matt Hennessy, center. First uh, first thing. He was uh he played at uh he played for Temple and he he weighed in at like six four two ninety five. He came to the Senior Bowl at six four three oh four. So he he had already they already seen he had put on some muscle and and it showed throughout the practices. And when he's in practice, he went up against Javon Kenlaw, held his own. He went up against most of the guys; they couldn't beat him. So I mean, he showed exactly what he was. He's he's just a big strong center. He can get out. And get moving in space. Like if if you if you want to uh, screen to his side or you want to do a toss sweep, he can get out in space and he can get to the second level and knock people down. And he did that all all week. And they didn't. They wasn't expecting a whole a whole lot out of him because you know coming from Temple, coming from small school, not a lot of not a lot of talent comes out of Temple. Mm-hmm. But he showed what he can do. And he and like right after Lloyd Cushenberry is Matt Hennessy. He he showed 
that he in that center conversation he showed that he that he can be mentioned and he he probably he probably uh, he improved he definitely improved his his draft stock. Hey, one thing about it, and we know the offensive line will always be a premium in the NFL. Mm-hmm. You know, especially yep. at the city, especially interior. What's the quickest way to the quarterback? North and south, baby. Get upfield, beat the interior right the line, and get right to the quarterback. Yeah, you want the, the guys who get all the love are the Von Millers and the Khalil Max and you know, back you know, a couple you know, years ago, Alden Smith and those guys, yeah. those those edge guys, yes. They are the guys with the highest sack numbers, right? But there's a reason why those guys are usually getting one on one. It's because they have the guys, guys in the middle, in the middle need middle. to be double teamed. Exactly. So I, I'm with you on that. When you have a good center, a, a center, that, especially a guy that you can develop, you said 6'4", 295, and give him about, you know, I would add maybe 10, 15 more pounds to him. Of yeah. Also allow him to, to, to gain and get that grown man body. I'm just saying that mm-hmm. could, he could definitely develop into a prospect that people um, will be happy to have. Uh, my last guy, um, I, I'm going to stick with the defensive side of the ball, man. And I'm going back. Like I said, I'm going back to the defense side of the ball. This is the guy I think that we talked about last week, Malik Harrison from uh, Ohio State, mm-hmm. linebacker man. In a league right now where you need consistent linebacker play, guys that can play all three downs in practice. I was watching it, um, you know, watching them in practice last week. I believe it was on Thursday. Um, Malik Harrison got it, went up, climbed the ladder, and uh, snagged mm-hmm. the interception in practice. And he got to the point. You know, I think that was the last play of um, I think it was Matt Patricia. Um, I think that's his team he was on. But that was the last play of um, their what their eleven on eleven sets where they you know it was nope, no more scrimmaging. That was the last play. It was getting yeah. a little chippy things like that. But at the same time, watching him drop back, I've seen him on film. I know he can go after the running backs. I know he could play the run and, and get downhill, play sideline to sideline, and make impact plays. Um, in the ground against the ground uh, ground attack and ground game, but to see him draw back and even in the game he dropped back and got a nice interception as well. Uh, this is a guy I really believe that if you can get him, you may not he let him fight for that starting role. But he he's to me he seems like he has the athletic prowess, he has the size and the physicality as well as the intelligence because the drop back mm-hmm. in coverage and keep ahead on the swivel, watching the route. Um, combinations that's going on around you, recognizing what's happening, and being able to drop into the right spot and making a play on the football. At the end of the day, you can be in the you can be in the right spot all day long, but if you don't make a play, it's all you for can't not. do nothing with it. Exactly, it's all for not. So I really like what I saw from him, and I would love to see him. Uh, I want to see how he tests. I want to see exactly how athletic he is and how strong he is yeah. on the on the bench press and everything. But I I really believe he could be a steal defensively in this draft. For some team that needs a linebacker, yeah, yeah, I can see him. I can see him in a three-four. He, he probably he would kill it in a three-four, like just so, in the middle. Yeah, in the middle, taking on them blocks, shitting them blocks, and blowing up every run play. He would, he, yeah, he would really, he would really kill it in like in, in a three-four. Okay, let's switch over. Let's jump to the, the two guys that, I mean, honestly, they dropped the bills, man. They dropped the money on the floor. And they didn't help oh, themselves, man. man. Who, who's, your, who's your first guy? Oh, this one guy dropped a bag. Uh, Sang Bassey mm. from I think he's out of Wake Forest, I believe. Yeah, Wake Forest, yep. Yeah, he he got straight robbed. Somebody robbed him at gunpoint, and <laughs> and it was all them wide receivers that robbed him at gunpoint. That's who it was. Because I watched I watched all of the uh, the one on ones at the Senior Bowl practice. Mm-hmm. And the one common theme with all them wide receivers, they was roasting Essang. I mean, they was not well, first of all, with Essang, he's not he's not a big long corner or nothing like that. He's like five nine, five he's ten. Five, nine. Yeah, and he uh and he's under two hundred pounds. So when a guy is like that, okay, you got you look at him, okay, so maybe he can run a little bit. With the with the senior bowl practices, you can't run a little bit either. So now you short and you slow. All right, let's see if you got some quickness. And the quickness ain't there either. Mm-hmm. I'm not not saying that he, you can't do something with him because he's a tough kid. He's, he's instinctive and all of that. But you don't want him in man-to-man coverage at right. all. Guys was, I mean, they was doing the weakest stutter step they could find. And he was just lost. And, and he couldn't stick with him. Not even that. 
once you get lost, he didn't have the makeup speed to recover either. So he's a guy, he lost a ton of money because all the scouts seen it like, okay, he's not athlete enough to uh be one of those safeties that you can put in the slide. He he you can't you can't use him like you can use the honey badger or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. He's gonna have to yeah, he's gonna have to stay back in the zone and he maybe maybe a cover three high safety, maybe a dual a dual safety uh thing, a dual safety uh coverage alignment, but you don't want him in man coverage at all. And that's something that scouts or anybody didn't know about him coming in, but now they know. Sheesh. Listen, man. Whenever when when everyone turn, lines up on your side and they smile mm-hmm. at you, and like mm-hmm. every single receiver, that's a problem. That's a dead that's yeah. a dead giveaway. Yeah. You're not doing your job, brother. Um for me, my one of my one of my losers, uh my first loser, I'm gonna go to the old offensive line, uh center, Nick Harris from Washington. Um all mm. week, you know, I was reading how he was, you know, he was a highly thought of, uh, you know, very, you know, a very yeah. well-thought prospect coming in. And, and mm-hmm. I was reading, you know, about how he was performing in practice. Yeah, no, they said he was pretty – because he, he's, he's undersized. He's under 300 pounds. He's, not he's a little big, guy, yeah. He's a smaller guy. But, you know, so you assume – you figure that at his size, he's going to struggle with power. Okay, that's fine. Mm-hmm. You expect that because of his, his the limitations with his size and his frame. You don't expect him to lose – against speed and he was all all week he was beaten by both speed and power moves consistently you know his, his size yeah. was already an issue you know and that was a, a a weakness coming in but it also looked it also kind of shined to actually be a weakness um and i actually was actually reading as well how he you know coming close to the end of the week he looked disengaged he looked mentally defeated in drills and it was just oh, like that's terrible. it was just bad, and they were like, "He's ready to go." You could tell mentally he was just ready to go home. He's ready to get out of the mobile. And right now, I think he dropped a, a round or two, possibly. I, I've been I've been yeah. seeing, you know, the, the talk of him, you know, before mobile. I was seeing talk of him being a second, third round pick. He could possibly still be a third rounder, or he could fall to the fourth round at this point. Um, he's going to need to get tougher, man. Get stronger. Put on some weight. Yeah. He's gonna need to. And if a team, and yeah, if a he, team drafts him, I don't think he sees the field at all. His first year, I think they redshirt him. They get him in the NFL weight program and, and feeding program, and they get they try to bulk him up, make him stronger, because at his size, I just don't see it. Yeah, because I was reading about him, and like a lot of people was high on him because he. I mean, he had the mental side of the game. He's got it down. He can slide protections. He can. He knows. He knows. He can handle stunts. He knows when it's coming. But just looking at him and like they threw off the Jason Kelsey comps. I'm like, okay, let me see because you know Jason Kelsey is another undersized center, but he bulked up a little bit and he's you know he thrives. But this guy, he's just not only is he he's small, but he he doesn't have the he doesn't have the strength. Somebody. You you use him on combo blocks and stretch plays and screens. He's not going to be able to line up against a nose tackle head up and hold his own. It's just no. it's just not going to work. And you can't. He's not somebody that you can that you can leave uh, blocking one on one. Like maybe he can pick up a, a linebacker blitzing or something like that. But if you need if it's third and one, you're not running behind him. Not at all, and that's just kind of what it is. Yeah, you know, like I said, you you look at a team that runs a uh, that that zone stretch type of scheme yeah. on the consistent basis. The San Francisco Forty ers he may be perfect for them to stat, you know, to draft and stash, draft and stash. Yeah, man. you know, we talk about dynasty uh, in fantasy football, but that happens sometimes in the NFL where they say, "Listen, I'm gonna draft this guy, I'm gonna stash him, and I'm gonna try yeah. and develop him and see what I can get from him." Um, so yeah. who, who, who's your next guy? Who's your last loser from the weekend? Um, last guy I had loser uh, was Ashton Davis for the mm. simple fact that he didn't play. They, he, they, you know, they knocked him off for medicals. He had the, he had uh, shoulder surgery. So only way, only reason why I say he, he lost money because I think he could have he could have played himself 
up maybe into first round consideration. He yeah. could have he could have challenged Xavier McKinney for that number two safety spot because this kid I got a, a little I'll say a little bit of comp I got on him is Jesse Bates because ah, like he that. is yeah he's a he's a deep safety he's not he can he can play in the box he can tackle but his specialty is he's a deep safety he got range and he can cover up mistakes on by those corners and he's a uh he's a track at this dude i mean those practices was made for him he's a track athlete he can run and he can show range he can he can play man to man so those practices was made for him to shine and just the simple fact that he wasn't out there because he could have came out there and made a ton of noise and somebody would have been like, oh, maybe I could grab him in the first round. He could have had late first round consideration because, you know, everybody needs safeties and everybody needs guys that can cover. So he really could have helped himself out. But, you know, you know medical has kept him from that. And that's a good point. That's a part that we don't talk about as much as when it comes down to the medicals for a guy that, that needs the opportunity to showcase his abilities, we you know we, we like you said he has that range. I've seen a few of his uh, uh of his plays on tape, and he is a rangy mm-hmm. safety. And like you said, those those practices with guys willing to go deep, guys willing to test you, and every that would have been a perfect opportunity for him to go out there and make plays. So I like that a lot. Um, I'm actually going yeah. to stick with uh with the same team college wise, uh, Cal Evan mm-hmm. Weaver. One of the biggest things ah. about Evan Weaver, his weaknesses, was lack of athletic. Can he cover? Um, he's not, you know, he's yep. not a, a, a quick twitch guy. He's not an athlete. You know, the, uh, the type of athleticism that you need to play three down linebacker that you need as a three down linebacker in the NFL. Everything that we knew and heard as his, that would be his struggles and his weaknesses exactly manifested into that in Mobile. Yep. You know, he, he's a guy that you can play on first and second down because he has no problem getting dirty, getting physical, getting down and dirty and rugged against the run, but he's flat-footed yeah. and, and he's not yeah. reactive, you know, you know, as in, in the passing game. And, you know, and that's what, not what you need. When you got so many running backs now that are out here running, especially that, that angle route, that Texas angle route out of the backfield, you get Evan Texas Weaver. That Texas route is destructive. If you got the right guy running it, man. So you yeah. got Christian McCaffrey, you got Alvin Kamara, you have Saquon Barkley sees Evan Weaver in the middle of the field, and he that's runs that. Te- that's, that's a touchdown, man. He runs that text that Texas route, and it's it's barbecue chicken, barbecue yeah. chicken all day long. So for me, man, I, like I said, I think he's uh, uh, right now. I, I got like a, I think he's fifth round, like you know. And, and part of this could be recency bias for me because I'm tired of seeing Bill Belichick draft linebackers like Evan Weaver who cannot drop in the coverage, who only can play mm-hmm. going downhill, and that's about it. I'm tired of seeing that crap. You got to understand what, what 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 age we're in. Those guys, yeah, you could play on first and second down, but when it comes on a third and ten, third and eight, you pull his butt off the field unless you're going to put him on the edge and try to rush him. Like, you just got to get him off the field. He's not that yeah. guy. And he, you can't. Like I said, if you want to send him on the blitz, by all means, fine. But do not let him get, uh, get stay on the field and drop back in the coverage because he stays flat-footed too much, and he doesn't have the springs in his lower half to be able to shift gears when that running back is coming across his face. He's going to get beat every time. Yeah, like if I if a player like Evan Weaver, you can't hide him anymore. No, because as soon as they see him come in, okay, say it's first down. You in base defense. You see Evan Weaver right there. Okay, run. Are right, we going to run a dive up the middle? Go straight up the middle. He stuffs that. Okay, now we going in hurry up. So because you can't, so you can't substitute. So he got to stay on the field. Now I'm doing the Texas route to my running back. Then I'm taking him on the wheel route. Then I'm going to have you matched up in man coverage against my tight end. And we're going to keep on going hurry up. And you can't hide your linebacker that can't run. It's it's not you know what I mean it's not nineteen ninety five anymore. No. You can't have that big thumper in the middle that can't cover. You need guys that can that can cover in space because that's where the league is going. Exactly. Like you said, you, you use a perfect phrase. You cannot hide them anymore. You cannot hide them anymore, man. Um oh. let's 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 shift gears, man. Let's go 
to the NFL. Mm-hmm. We have the Super Bowl uh, this Sunday. We have the Kansas City Chiefs going up against the San Francisco 49ers, man. And, I am so, and like I said, I know it's been a somber. And I want to encourage everybody, man, real quick. I know it's been a somber week with Kobe's death, man. But listen, we waited for the Super Bowl all year. And, not, and, and for everyone who's not a Patriot fan, this is the Super Bowl you wanted. You wanted a Super yeah. Bowl without the New England yeah. Patriots, man. Let, let, exactly. let's, let's let's get the shift gears. Let's try our best to, to 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 get ready for the Super Bowl and have fun, man. Enjoy it this week, this weekend. Have food, you know. Have good food. Eat good food. Spend some time with your family. Have your friends and family come over. Like, trust me when I tell you, this, this, my son is two weeks old. I'm going to have him right there in front of the, in front of the TV with me. Watching the Super Bowl, experiencing his first Super Bowl, even though our favorite team's not in it this year. But hey, he always knows what time it is. So it's it's football time come Sunday, baby. But um, yeah. Let's go ahead and talk about a few things as we get ready to pre- uh, preview this game, man. Um, with Patrick Mahomes right now, they don't have a run game. Uh, the, the, you know Frank Clark is, and, and, and Chris Jones are their and Tyron Matthew are their three best defenders on, on defense. Against this run game and play in the play action heavy, the San Francisco 49ers are a play action heavy um, team, play action oriented. Uh, what, give me your X, give me not your X, but give me your one key for the game, just for just period for whoever's gonna win. What's your one key? I think uh, the key to the game hinges on that one matchup with the Chiefs offensive line against the 49ers defensive line. Like, because, I mean, uh, 49ers, they got, what is that, like four first-rounders or three first-rounders on that defensive line? And it's one of the it's one of, it's one one of the best defensive lines in football. So, if they need to be able to get after Patrick Mahomes, got to make him uncomfortable in the pocket, keep him from scrambling out like he did before. Because on the back end, I do not like the matchup on the back end because they play zone. And what you, how, you got two, four, three guys and Miko Hartman and Tyreek Hill running through your zone. You're not going to be able to react when they get a head, head full of steam. They're going to come into your zone. They're going to come in and come out. And ball's going to be over your head. And, and with that, I mean... Sherman is one of the best to ever do it, but he's not a runner. He he he, he never had hips. No. And the other guy on the other side, uh, what's his name? Miley, they benched Shaquille Witherspoon. Yeah, so it's um, um, Mosley. Mosley. Yeah, yeah, Mosley. He's okay, but he's not. He can't handle that type of speed. So, and the thing is, and you're going to play your zone. I'm, sh- I'm sure you're going to have, you know, your safeties deep under the top to keep from getting beat deep, but now what you going to do with Travis Kelsey? Exactly. I was he, about to say that. He, that's yeah. over there, Travis Kelsey up all day long right there. Yeah, so that's why, like, your defensive line has to wreck that game. If if they if they don't get pressure on Mahomes, they don't got a chance. You're right. You're, you're, and that's what Andy Reid has to come in and call those quick hitters. You got to call those mm-hmm. quick hitters, you know, to, to, to tire out that pass rush. Not just call the quick hitters, but you also need to run no huddle. Call the quick hitters. Get those quick, those quick slants, those quick curls, those quick, yep. you know, drags. Whatever the case may be, get those quick passing plays to your playmakers, and then as you get those four or five yards of catch, then you run that no huddle. Tire out that pass rush, and you do it. It's, you don't have to do it every single drive. You you mix it up because you want to give them a different tempo every time. So by the time the fourth quarter comes, those guys are not full. They're not going full speed because they can't go full speed. And, that, and that's that's yeah. that's what they have to do to combat that uh, that defensive line. Uh, for me, my one key, you know, that I'm looking at in this game, man, because it's it's so much, it's so many different, so many different pieces and intricacies to this game. But for me, who is to me, I think I'm looking at the receiving core of both sides, and it's mm-hmm. what other guy steps up, right? So. Mm-hmm. You look at the, the, the Chiefs, you know that it's Travis Kelsey and you know it's Tyreek Hill. You look at the uh, at the, at the uh, San Francisco 49ers, you know for a fact it's George Kittle and you know it's Emmanuel Sanders. But can Kendrick Bourne mm-hmm. come out and have a game? You know, can Debo Samuel Debo. come out and show, uh, show out in the Super Bowl in Miami? 
can Miko Hardman not just be the because you know he he's a field flipper. That, that that's one of my favorite yeah. terms, uh, scouting terms. When I look when I look at guys with that type of speed and that that type of athletic ability, he's a field flipper. But he's mm-hmm. a two way field flipper. He flips the field as a receiver because he can take the top off at any moment. Or when you look at his special teams against the against the Texans, I was rewatching that game because it was on NFL Network. The, against the Texans, they were down 24-0, right? I believe yeah. they were down 20, either 24-0, 24-7. I think it was 24-0. Miko Hartman nearly takes it to the house off of a kick return. Gives them the, mo- mm-hmm. the momentum they need. They score a touchdown. Then they get the ball back, score again. And that's when that run started. Off of a simple kick return. He can flip the field and flip possessions like it's nobody's business. That's the type of uh, he speed that he changes the game like that. So could he come out and have that game? Could, uh, I think it's Demarcus Robinson. Can he show up, or is this a Sammy Watkins? You know, Sammy Watkins talking big cash right now about he may sit out the 2020 season for whatever reason. I don't know, but if yeah. he did, how? What better way to go out and go out there and have 150 yards receiving and two touchdowns and you win the game and you're a Super Bowl champion? You just walk into the offseason like you know what? I'm going to let my body rest this season. I'm taking a year off. You know what I'm saying? Because he'll be a free agent this year. And, and for him, a guy yeah. with battle injuries, that's not that may not be a bad idea. So yeah, I'm looking at those receivers, idea. man, and seeing who can step up. Not the top guys. You know the top guys are going to get that attention. But when those top guys are getting the attention, can your other guys make the plays? And I'm, I'm, exactly. I'm going to say this. When I look at the receiving core, I'm trusting Miko Hardman and Sammy Watkins a little more that I am Debo Sant, which is crazy. You got two high-profile, high-impact rookies in this game at the receiver yeah. position. You can't ask for much more, That's, man. Yeah, you can't. You can't beat that. And plus, like the thing is, Debo. They, Debo has been good. He's been really good yes, this year. Yes. Debo has been excellent this year. But it's like you. They. It's the Super Bowl. They've had two weeks to prepare for this. So the coaches know what's coming. They know what you do well. They know what you don't do well. So the the stars are going to be, you know, it's going to be a push with them because they're going to have a game plan to stop who the stars are. But the supporting cast, the supporting cast is going to like Raheem Mostert. Can you run for another two hundred yards, really? Or or or, and I mean Emmanuel Sanders. How much you got left? I yeah, I trust the Chiefs supporting staff because. Uh, I trust Andy Reid. He's going to get a screen to Damian Williams. It's going to be a big play somewhere. He's going. He's going. He's going to find Miko Harmon deep. He's going to get one of them deep somewhere. Sammy Watkins can run his routes and get you ten yards. It's yeah. The supporting cast is stronger with the Chiefs, and I like just with the Chiefs. Like you're going to have to score points to beat them. You have to. And I don't know if that San Francisco offense can keep up. I don't know either. It's going to be fun to watch. Uh, and, yeah. and so we're going to shift, shift from just talking about the one key, but give me an X factor. And, it does, and of course, it's not going to be somebody we just mentioned, but give me an mm-hmm. X factor for you in this game. Uh, Probably, I would say, uh, D4. Mm, that's he cool. is, yeah, he's just, I think he's, he, he missed some time with injury. So he's just getting back. He's just running into shape. I mean, He's already had two weeks off too, so he's probably just rounding out into game shape right now. So he's probably going to have a big game getting after the quarterback. And I, I think I think it's just like the timing lines up perfectly for him to be you know one hundred percent healthy and to and to let it rip because that's one thing. He gets after man. He if he can get after the quarterback, it's going to be a long. It's going to be day. tough. And and you mm-hmm. know that he knows how to play against Patrick Mahomes because he practiced against Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. And, you know what I'm saying. Yep. So it, it adds to that storyline as well, because uh, he you know you know in practice what what do defenders say when they leave the, the team that they've been on for for a while? I can never hit the quarterback in practice. You know, lay off the quarterback. Now he can hit the quarterback. It's encouraged finally got a to chance. hit the quarterback. <laughs> it's encouraged. Mm-hmm. Your defensive coordinator, Robert Sala, is going to say, listen, you get close, you put your hands on him. Put your paws yep. on Patrick Mahomes. Um, is it, let him know you're there. Let him know you're there, baby. For me, I think the, mm-hmm. the X factor for me, and this was tough, I'm going through a, you know, looking at a couple different guys, but I'm going to say Chris Jones uh, on, on, the, on the Kansas mm. City Chiefs D-line. 
Yeah. Derrick Henry started the game off strong, right? He started the game off strong against them. But yeah. once the once the defense was able to settle down a little bit, mm-hmm. Chris Jones was hard to block. One on one, he's probably one of the most disruptive interior D linemen oh, yeah. that we have in the league. And, oh, yeah. and he's and he was able to to move. He was able to split, and especially in that. And Tennessee runs a similar kind of run run scheme with those stretch runs that gives that running back that chance to either keep keep it keep it the direction of the play, cut it up mm-hmm. uh, cut it upfield, or find the cutback lane. And for him, especially when they run away from him, he's usually when you see guys like the, the Vince Wilforks and and those big those big burly guys struggling saw, to keep up. As we saw with the Ravens, they can't go sideline to sideline. Chris Jones yep. can go sideline to sideline. Can go sideline, to and that's the type of guy. He will get upfield. He will knife through the double team. Um, you know, trying to get that 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 reach block on the on the stretch run game. He will knife through there, oh, yeah. and he can get in the backfield. And that's not Derrick Henry we got back there. That's Raheem Mostert. That's uh, you know, Matt Breida and Tevin Coleman. No disrespect to those guys, but they aren't six foot four, two hundred and fifty pounds. Just saying, no. they're not that type. Of, they, they're not brick houses. So I think yeah. Chris Jones can have a big impact in this game early and often if he's able to keep up that type of play. Oh yeah, yeah, he's one of the best defensive tackles in the league. So like he, if they try to run that stretch play, he's he's fast enough to shoot that gap, and he gets his hands if he get his hands on somebody like Raheem Mostert or something like that. You better hope that ball don't come out. Right. Yeah. Exactly. He's because he's he's a physical player, man. He's a, he, at the same yeah. time he's a physical player. You know, you if you, anything, you want to try and power run at him and run it right directly at him, but you don't want to try and run away from him because he's an athletic, quick lineman that can get upfield and chase down mm-hmm. your, your, your chase you down from backside. So you just gotta watch that. Um, so we we, we kind of alluded to it. So. Let's talk about in this in this twenty twenty this talented twenty twenty NFL mm-hmm. draft proc uh, um, NFL draft uh, class and with all these prospects right let's take yeah. one one prospect and put on each team so what is one so what we want to do is kind of like playing fantasy football if, and going into the Super Bowl if we could take one mm-hmm. prospect out of this entire draft class and put the, put him on either team. To, to strengthen the roster to make it an even greater possible game. Let's 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 look at those let's look at those possibilities. For you. Okay. Let's start with the Kansas City Chiefs. Out yeah. of everybody in this class, who what's the one prospect you would give the Kansas City Chiefs heading into Sunday to to strengthen their chances of winning? I would give them I give Grant Delpit. Ooh, okay. Um, put him on that back end. Put him on the back end, and because that's the thing, like that if you're gonna if you're gonna attack a weakness for the Chiefs, it's probably their secondary. Mm-hmm. So you put him on the back end, covering up for them corners. You you can't throw deep on him no more because he got range. That just, I mean, with the off with the with the way the offense is scoring. If your defense is even, you know, got some talent on it, you're going to be able to win some games. And Delphi helps them against the passing game because, you know, a lot of teams are going to be passing against them. And he's going, he probably can make some plays in that, in that backfield, yeah, in that defensive I mean, backfield. They, they, they talked him up before the season, you know, kind of compare him as a, play, as a playmaker to, you know, Ed Reed almost. Not saying that's who he was, yeah. but that's the type of ability with his range and his playmaking ability. Um, I, I agree with you. I, that that would be pretty cool. That would be pretty cool to see him because that allows Tyron Matthew to come down in the box and get in the slot and play more man. I'm gonna tell you this. I expect to see Tyron in, in critical situations. I expect to see Tyron yeah. Matthew on either Debo Samuel in the slot or Emmanuel Sanders. Yeah, I just want to throw that out there. I can see um, that. I, I, I can that's see what that. I think we will see on Sunday as a chess as a chess move. Like okay. <laughs> your, your 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 bishop, my bishop to your king. However, chess is played. I don't know. I never played chess. Um, just, <laughs> just saying, just throwing that out there. Uh, so if you know you've played chess and I said that wrong, leave me alone. All right. Uh, right. I don't know. I'm just gonna be yeah, I mean, I don't hey, know. hey, they 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 they, they, they the right name. So exactly. that's all that matters. Names, maybe I just knew the names. But um, right. I think for <laughs> for me, man, I, I as much as I want to go defense, I know the defense is a concern. 
I'm going mm. to go offense, and I'm going to the ooh. running back position. I'm giving I, them DeAndre ooh, was, Sweat. Ooh, I was thinking about going there too. <laughs> I'm giving them DeAndre Sweat. I don't care. Yes, the defense is, is lackluster, but they've been playing better this year, uh, the, the past couple games, probably the past eight, nine weeks of the season. Yeah. And, and, every, and even in the playoffs, once they got their feet under them and the offense was helping them out with scoring points and they played with a swagger, I'm giving them DeAndre Swift. And the reason why I'm giving DeAndre Swift because he is the ultimate weapon at at running back. He can pass the tech for for Pat Mahomes. He can leak out into the flats. He can also motion him out to run routes. That angle route we talked about, the Texas route. The Texas route. With DeAndre Swift and his foot, he he has probably one of the nastiest, I think the two best dead legs in this this draft class are Jerry Judy and DeAndre Swift. The two Ooh. nastiest dead legs. You get yeah, caught in, yeah. in you get caught in open field one of them, you have to close them to the sideline. Because if not, yeah. even then they still can get you with the dead leg. Yeah. You cut back inside that you dead. make you fall. <laughs> you yeah, know what I'm saying? Dead, that dead leg is, is uh, shady McCoy level. It's vicious. That's what that so is, but not just that, but if they get the lead, right? Say it's a 35-30 game and you know teams at the seven, eight minute mark want to run that six to eight minute offense where they can run the ball, get first down at the first down, run clock, time off the clock, time off the clock. He can do that as well. But not yes. you know, and not even just as a as a grinder. He's a home run hitter. He's a big play waiting to happen. And if yes. you do and with that offense, with Tyreek Hill, with Miko Hardman, with Travis Kelsey, with Sammy Watkins and Demarcus Robinson, and that O line and Patrick Mahomes, DeAndre Swift is gonna see a light front all game long. He's gonna see it all game yeah. long. And all I'm yep. saying is you put him in that backfield, I don't see a way the San Francisco 49 defense contains that offense. So yeah, I say thing. let's make it a little more potent and give me DeAndre Swift. Yeah. And the thing about that is you think about it, look at what Andy Reid does with running backs. Mm-hmm. Like going straight – going all the way back to his days from Philly, he took a third-round pick from Villanova named Brian Westbrook. One of my favorite and, running backs of all time, by the way. Yes. Yeah, for, for about – Two seasons, he was a top five running back in the Easy. game. Almost Easy. had, almost had a, yes, almost had a thousand yards rushing and a thousand yards receiving. That's what Andy Reid does. And you take it back then. After that, it was shady. You see what he did with shady. Then he moves on to Kansas City. You see what he did with Kareem Hunt. You give him a talent like DeAndre Swift, and it's it, he's going he's going to do a whole lot of damage in the running game and in the passing game because you can load the box and stop the run. He's just going to send him on a wheel route, and he's going to throw it over your head. It's freaky. It's freaky. Yeah. It's freaky, yeah. baby. I'm telling you, man. Uh, listen, I, I got I got chills thinking about that because I'm not going to lie to That's you. That's scary. I'm going to spoil it right now. That's actually who I have in my mock draft. I, I was going to drop my mock draft this week, but my guy, Matt Hicks, um, mm-hmm. one of the top, one of our top guys and in, 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 uh, uh, one of the head guys for the Dynasty Draft Room, he's dropping his mock this week. I'm letting him get all the shine. I'm not trying to, you know, combat that because yeah. I think it's better for me to drop mine the Monday after the Super Bowl. At the Super Bowl, like, so. I feel like it's better. It's all about like the timing. Exactly, it's all about the timing. It's all about time. <laughs> so I'm gonna wait mm-hmm. and I'm gonna hold off for that. But I'm gonna have my um, my big board finished because uh, they they get published on uh, Saturday, I believe. So um, so let's flip okay. gears and let's talk about the mm-hmm. Niners, man. What's that one prospect in this class that you would give the Niners to make their their possibility and their chances to win that much greater? Uh, I am going Jonathan Taylor mm. out of Wisconsin. Now, the, the way San Fran runs the ball, uh, I am a huge fan of uh, Greg Roman and the way he designs his run plays. They run motion like 75% of the time. They run pre-snap motion 75% of the time. And with that with that pre-snap motion, you can't figure out where the run is going. He got guards pulling, got tackles pulling here. He got he was a fullback. Kyle he's sick with yeah. his play caller, man. Yeah. And you get a big guy with speed like Jonathan Taylor running through those holes. You can pound the ball. You can bring back old school football with him because you can pound the ball all day. He's going to get you a whole bunch of yards. And he can be a threat in the passing game too because just this year he figured out he can run routes. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. I, I, I like that a lot, for especially for them, you know, being a run team. And mm-hmm. I think he could have a day 
with that offensive line and in the game. I think he can have a day. I'm telling yep. you right now, I think he can have a day, bro. Yep. Uh, for me, man, I'm thinking about the. I'm looking like what? What do they need? What could they use? Right? What could they use mm-hmm. on this team? And it's tough. I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you where I, where I thought about going. I thought about going. I was I was legitimately looking at it. I was like C.D. Lamb to that offense to the put C.D. Lamb out wide with Emmanuel Sanders with with, with Debo Samuel and um and company. But mm-hmm. I said no. I'm not gonna do it. I'm actually gonna go. I'm gonna go with the best corner in this class. Ah, yes. Oh, Kuda yeah. from Ohio State. You put Jeff Okuda opposite of, of Richard Sherman. Of Richard Sherman. You know, you keep you keep Mosley and Witherspoon when you want to rotate him out. But yep. with Okuda, you could kind of because I remember the, the Ravens were doing this a little bit early in the season where they were throwing man on one side and zone on the other. You could do that uh, and have Richard, Richard Sherman run a straight mm-hmm. zone on the left side, but you can go man yeah. to man and you could put Jeff Okuda. I think is going to be a four three guy. You that's a oh, guy yeah. that you want to try and have travel with uh, with Tyree Kill because Jeff Tyree Okuda Kill. has the feet, he has the hips, and he has the athletic mm-hmm. prowess to be able to move around the alignment of the of the defense to co- the counteract the y'all offensive movements so for me man I truly believe Jeff Okuda would change so much for this San Francisco 49ers defense because now you truly can say we can match up with you a little bit better I got a guy that can go against your fastest guy we can mix up Mm -hmm. coverages and you know that Jeff Okuda is a is a complete corner because Ohio State ran both man and zone Mm -hmm. at an equal amount he knows how to play off and he knows how to play press but one thing I love about him when he plays off he clicks and closes with the best of them. So I mm-hmm. think it, when it, it, if, if Andy Reid, you put Jeff Okuda out there, Andy Reid runs those little quick curl inside curls with uh, Tyree Kill and Miko yeah. Hartman, he's that guy that when he spots it, he stops on the dime, he clicks, he, he, he clicks, closes, and tackles. And now it's a four-yard gain uh, with no yak. And that's what you want to keep them from because that against that zone is going, to be the, is going to be the key. Can they stop the yak? If they don't stop the yards at the catch, it's going to be a long day. So I think Jeff long Okuda with, the Sam, with that pass rush. Whew. Oh, yeah. And plus, tonight. that's going to free up That's going to free up Jimmy Jimmy Ward yep. so he can freelance a little bit. He's like, Start oh, double, I ain't got to worry about maybe Okuda because he got uh, it over there. Maybe double down on Travis Kelsey. Maybe double yeah. down on Travis. It, it would change yeah. the dynamics of what Robert Sala wants to do defensively. And I think yeah. it, it, it would, man. It, it, that it could to me, I think it makes it even. It will make it even at that point. I mean, yeah, right it makes now, it an even matchup. The because Niners if he can are worried about a... that. They worry about their pass rush getting to them. If their pass rush can't hold up, yeah, it's a problem. Yeah, yeah, because if if he can take Tyreek Hill by himself, now you can do bracket coverage whenever Miko Hartman is in the game. Now, now, then took away your two speed receivers. Now we just go and clamp down on everybody else, and you know, and just limit the yak, and that and. That's it right there. That 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 slows that defense down. Now, okay, I dare you to run the ball now. Exactly. And now you playing exactly. right into San Francisco's hands. Facts, complete facts, man. Uh, so so yeah. listen, that that was a fun topic mm-hmm. there. So let's go ahead yeah. and end the show out with the Super Bowl prediction, man. Tell me what you mm-hmm. predicting and give me your score. I am going to say I think it's going to be a good one. I'm going to say Chiefs forty-one to thirty-four. Mm. Okay, I like. I, I think, listen, yeah. I like that. I think it's going to be a shootout as well. I, I don't. I don't yeah. see a eighteen twenty one game uh, no. you know, win by a field. No, I think this is going to be in the thirties. Uh, I think mm-hmm. it, it may start slow. It may, you know, the first first quarter may start a little slow. Um, you know, at least the first half of the quarter may start a little slow. But I think the teams they, they figure it out. You know, you know, the games usually start off slow. Big games like that, they're trying to feel each other out, see yeah. how they adjust to certain things. When when yeah. Kyle Shanahan throws that ghost motion, how does um you know how does Steve Spagnola counter it? Right, he wants to see how they react to it pre snap, yeah. different things like that. Um, but yeah. I think I think they figure it out, and I think it starts to become you know hard hitting, fast paced score score back and forth that type of game and mm-hmm. um I, i'm with you i'm going kansas city i think kansas city takes it i think it is a i think it's a uh a seven point game i'm going 38 
31, Kansas City. Yeah, yeah. Because I think uh I think, you know, KC has started slow all through the playoffs. Yes, both so games. I don't I don't yeah, I don't see a reason for that to uh change, especially because with the Super Bowl, your time in this road off, all the teams like you got you got all the uh the concerts and the shows yeah. and all that and the and the long commercial breaks. During at, for in the beginning of the game, your time is thrown off. You like you actually forget that. Okay, now we're in the we're in, we're in the actual football game, so they got to shake off all the pregame jitters and all that. Usually, and usually by the second quarter, they figure it out, and that's when they that's when they start attacking, and that's what I expect to happen. I expect I expect San Fran to come out to an early lead, and then Andy Reid is going to be like, okay, let's just start chucking it. Pat, do your thing. Yep. And then it's going to be go it's going to be bombed away. Go ball out. Uh, mm-hmm. but, but listen, guys, it's been that's our show. We talk, we talk you know, we, we, we talk senior bowl and we talk Super Bowl. It's just a bowl type of week, man. But, um, you know, like I said, mm-hmm. get ready for the Super Bowl, get ready for some Chiefs and some Niners talk. And, 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 and with us, you know, we did, we did our best to give you what we had, but definitely get ready for this this game on Sunday. I think it's gonna be, yeah. I, I, I'm I'm not gonna say it's gonna be the greatest Super Bowl of all time, but this could be one of the, those Super Bowls that. Your kids, kids talk about when they, well, you know how. Yeah. Uh, for even for us, you know, on, on Super Bowl week they play those Super Bowls back, the greatest Super Bowls. This could be one of those games, man. This could be a game be that we one. remember for the rest of our lives. I truly believe it. It has that type of potential. But again, guys, thank y'all so yeah. much for joining us. Like we said, like, like we say every show, not just last show, but every show. Find us on iTunes, on Apple Podcasts, and everything. All platforms. Let's all platforms like, share, um, rate, and review. Let us know if we think you do. If you think we're doing a great job, give us five stars. If you don't think we're doing a good job, give us whatever stars you want. But let us know. Give us some constructive criticism of what we need to do to get better and make it better for you. We we're we're a voice of the people. Whatever you want to do, whatever you want us to do, we're going to do it as long as it's reasonable. Okay. So listen. Yeah, yeah. And drop us a line. Yeah, drop us a line. Something y'all want to talk about? We'll 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 discuss it. Get y'all got a question or something like that. We'll discuss and, it right here on the show. And facts, and and maybe we run some. We start running some raffles, getting close to the NFL draft. We, yeah. we, we, go, we got a lot of stuff we got to throw out on the table and talk about. Oh, but yeah. we, we we gonna have some fun with you guys and, and give you guys a little bit more time to be interactive with us. But again, mm-hmm. we thank y'all so much for all the support and love that you guys have given us since we kicked the show off on December thirtieth, yes. right before the new year. Just continue to do it. And like I said, tell two friends to tell two friends to tell two friends, and then tell their yeah. mom about our podcast. So listen, guys, yep. I'm Damian Parson. That's Eugene Holt. Y'all have a good night. Yep. R.I.P. Mamba. Mamba.